You're about to hear opinions that you may like. Then again, you might hear some that offend you. We don't apologize for that. This is American Viewpoints with Mike Ferguson. There is still a lot of debate over the rules and the restrictions and the shutdowns that happened during the COVID-19 era. And that's coming, kind of coming back into the discussion as the remnants of the national emergency are being ended here over the next few days. So what have we learned from what we all went through for over two years? I'm Mike Ferguson. Thank you for staying with us here on American Viewpoints. And there's a an interesting take on this in the new book that's out. The book is called The Treason of the Experts, COVID and the Credentialed Class. Now, this, I think, strikes right at the heart of, I think, where a lot of the animosity developed over the years that we were all affected by the government's reaction to COVID. And it was written by Tom Harrington, who is a senior scholar and a Brownstone fellow at the Brownstone Institute. And so, Tom, thank you so much for being on the program. Now, I'm going to I'm going to go out on a limb here and say just the title setting the tone for your book, The Treason of the Experts. You're talking about something that's going to start strike right at the heart of a lot of raw emotions when it comes to the argument over what should and should not have happened during the COVID era, shall we say? Yeah, um I think one of the things that struck me and you know, I I say this with with in, in modesty, I I guess I'm from the credentialed class. But I've noticed a drift in the credentialed class, by which I mean the people who've gotten nice degrees from nice places. And there seems to be a sort of incestuous uh, nature to uh, the, the people who think they run the world and perhaps actually do. And one of the, the features of it is they seem to talk to themselves and talk to themselves in circles and create iron circles of consensus among themselves and then kind of uh, impose it on the rest of us as if we, our only role was to, to accept it from them. And I think the COVID crisis is a perfect example of this, uh, this phenomenon of, of a group of people who are quite sure they know what's best, even if they're not necessarily checking their own work along the way. And I think we saw in the, in the COVID crisis that there was a lot of pronouncements being made, very few of which were checked against actual science. I call it the science TM. There was, there was the science TM uh, distributed by the CDC, and then there was the actual science that was being written, which oftentimes was quite a bit at odds with uh, what our official credentialed experts were telling us. So could that be a matter of science being a noun as in a narrative versus science being a verb that is constantly being done? Because there seems to me, uh, Tom, that there was, there was a narrative. There was the established maybe I'll use your words, truth, TM, uh, and anything that deviated from that or challenged that or even questioned it was looked at as some sort of dangerous dissent from truth. I mean, and we were told that uh, anybody who who uh, even questioned it was trying to kill grandma, to use one of the cliches from the era. Well, it's it's kind of even more ridiculous than that if you think about it. Science is about constant debate. The premise behind uh, good science is that you're always testing the hypotheses that you make. And what we were told again and again is that, no, this science was settled. Well, science is never settled. There may be moments where things appear to be clear, but we were told that this, this by definition, dynamic process had been brought to a standstill. 
everyone who was anyone knew what had to be done and that anyone who went against it uh, was a dissident who was dangerous. And that's crazy. That goes against the very spirit of science. Uh, and I say this as a, as a cultural historian more than a scientist myself, but anyone who knows anything about the scientific method knows that. And it's a very strange thing to have sold. There's another word that is sometimes used, scientism, which is sort of the belief in science as an almost religious object. And it seems to be that, to, to me that we saw that. And I'd go so far as to say that scientific, the appearance of being scientific has become a religious, uh, almost a religious following. Now you think about the masks and the real science on masks and what we were told about masks, there's a complete divergence between the two things. And yet anyone who challenged that was, was said to be a dangerous person. We are visiting with Professor Thomas Harrington uh, with the Brownstone Institute. Okay, let me let me follow up on what you just said right there because I think that's a, that's a crucial point because my next question, Tom, was going to be, okay, but what does it matter now? They, they got it wrong. They may or may not admit they got it wrong when it came to masks or when it came to school shutdowns or when it came to shutting down your businesses or wiping down your groceries or whatever the ridiculous thing was at the time. But it was a crisis and we had to just do something. And so if they got it a little wrong, just cut them some slack. It really doesn't matter because here we are on the backside of it now. What's wrong with that argument? That's hugely wrong. And just think if you ran your, your personal life that way. Hey, honey. Hi, kids. I was stressed out. I yelled at you. I did all sorts of irrational things. Uh, but that's just the way it was. Let's move on. There has to be something known as catharsis, a, a, a reckoning of what was done, because what they're playing, in, in my belief, is a game where the suppositions are left out there floating. They're never fully refuted. And so when the next crisis comes along, unless they've been fully refuted and all the, all the, the misdirection plays are pointed out, they're going to be able to access these things because people will say, well, no one really actually disproved it. And so if we don't want these powers that were usurped to come back and bite us again the next time someone decides there's a crisis, then we have to really be uh, judicious and, and, and voracious in going after all the mistakes uh, that were made and maybe even the intentional mistakes that were made. Let's face it, uh, people in power love power and they have been known for years to use crises and in many cases to manufacture crises to enhance their powers. If we don't talk about how that might have been done here and what the dynamics were, then uh, we're setting ourselves up for another enhanced version of it down the road. The book is called The Treason of the Experts, COVID and the Credentialed Class, and you can find that on Amazon and I'm sure pretty much anywhere else. You can buy your books um, in the last couple of minutes we've got here, Tom, I, I want to follow up because that was kind of leading into where I wanted to go, which is the what should we learn from this now and why is it so important to remember this era? Because politicians and bureaucrats are not exactly in a rush to say I was wrong. I'm sorry. Why does it matter that this does get settled? Because we know there will be something down the road as you were down the road, as you just said. Think of it, to me, the most crucial issue of, of so many we could talk about is bodily sovereignty. Think about what went on in those months uh, in late 2021, where people were basically told, it's your livelihood or take 
a, a, a drug that was experimental and still is experimental and has proven to be largely ineffective and to be quite hurtful in some cases. Just think of the precedent that sets going forward, that your employer can now tell you what things need to be put into your body. What if someone decided, well, we'll have everyone on statins in the company because that would drive down our insurance costs. Now that we've given away the idea that no one has the right to tell us to do what to put in our bodies, what argument do we have left? And now that we had a lot of doctors who went along with that, where do we stand the next time someone gets a brilliant idea about the effectiveness of A or B and the need to put it into all of our bodies? Okay, Tom. That's, we- fright- that, that's frightening stuff. Yeah, and Tom, we could talk about this for the next hour, but unfortunately, I'm, I'm just about out of time here. So the book is called The Treason of the Experts, COVID and the Credential Class, and I repeated that so people can remember to look it up. But where do they get in touch with you and your work or maybe follow you on uh, social media? Uh, you can find me at my website, thomassharrington.com. It's called Words in the Pursuit of Light, where I have some of my photos and a lot of my academic writings and some of my non-academic writings. And you can find me at uh, Brownstone Institute, where a lot of in our, the archive of my articles are found, and at academia.edu, where, again, you can look at my professional trajectory and find some of these articles. But if you're interested in the COVID question, the best thing is probably the book and uh, the Brownstone website. All right. And once again, it's called The Treason of the Experts, COVID and the Credentialed Class. Tom, thank you so much for the uh, conversation. Thanks so much for having me, Mike. Okay, just ahead, let's look forward to the presidential race. Donald Trump says, I may or may not participate in the debates. How big of a deal is that? We'll talk about that just ahead right here on American Viewpoints.